Greetings, listener. You are currently listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. And now, here are your hosts, Roy and Andrew. Hello, welcome to our secondary episode of Cult Cinema Catacombs this month. And uh, basically an early start to the Halloween season. Um, and we take a look at a movie that Andy highly recommended, just based on reading a description of it. Seeing it on Amazon. Just it's there. It's another one of those. <laughs> uh, I got to admit, reading about this one, I, I I can't wait to watch this one either. We're going to be taking a look at a film that's actually, I found out, 50 years old this year. Ah, 50th yeah. anniversary. See, it all lines up. <laughs> we'll be watching 1971, the 1971 German comedy horror film, The Vampire Happening. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. A swinging psychosexual vampire comedy horror movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, now, the the basic description that is, is given online for this is just that an American actress inherits a castle in Transylvania, but what she does not know is that her ancestor, the Baroness Catali, <laughs> was in actuality a vampire con- contessa, and emerges from her tomb to ravage the nearby village and Catholic seminary. Yes, yes, and and yes, all the yes. Um, I want to start here. It was directed by Freddie Francis in 71. Roy, why don't you give us a little background on Freddie? Because I oh, know that you know. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, uh, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, Freddie Francis. Now, let me, let me, before you say that, we... We are currently talking about a movie called The Vampire Happening, a German psychosexual vampire comedy horror movie. Yes. Directed by Freddie Francis. Now, we're going to talk about Freddie Francis. I wanted to set up the fact that the movie that we're going to be talking about in the second half is the same guy, the same director that directed the movie that we're going to be talking about. Yes. Because it's shocking. It is shocking to me. Okay. So, so this guy actually gave us some great classics of horror, uh, British horror from the 1960s and the 70s. Um, I mean, he's directed a lot with Amicus. One of my personal favorite uh, being the Tales from the Crypt movie from 1972. Right. Um, he's uh, also directed a couple of horror films. He's directed the day, he's directed like the Deadly Bees. Uh, hilariously, he directed Joan Crawford's last movie, Trog. I know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Another movie that we probably should do at some point. <laughs> um, he's also directed The Creeping Flesh with Christopher Lee, Son of Dracula with Harry Nilsson, which is a musical. Yes. Um, he's uh, directed The Skull, which is actually a good movie. I've seen that one. Uh, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, which is another good one. Um, he's directed The Evil of Frankenstein for Hammer Horror with Peter Cushing, which is a classic um, film. I This man has done... He's a monster. Yeah, no he's done some shit. Yeah, he's done some shit. And, and we got this. <laughs> <laughs> and then this happened. <laughs> I mean, and if that wasn't enough, this man is also a well-renowned cinematographer. I he mean, was the he, director of photography for Cape Fear. <laughs> yeah, for Cape Fear. And, and that's not the only Steve, uh, David Lynch movie that he's you know done. He's done I mean, Well, he's done a lot of, of David Lynch, but his big one is uh cape fear which i think he got nominated for an oscar for he was the dp for cape fear and for elephant man 
Yeah, and and, and also for Dune and Glory <laughs> and Straight Story. I mean, yeah, I mean, this man is a <laughs> he really is. He's a bamf when it comes to that. Yeah, and uh, he directed a vampire happening. Yeah, psychosexual vampire comedy horror movie that we're going to be watching. <laughs> so, yeah, I really I cannot wait for this one here. Oh, and I also forgot another one. He also directed just a little hammer horror movie called Dracula Has Risen from the Grave <laughs> with Christopher Lee. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's directed some classic stuff and he's also filmed uh, as a cinematographer some classic films. And like I said, if I remember, I think he got nominated for an oscar for um the work that he's done with cinematography too if not i'd be shocked if he didn't because the cinematography in cape fear is incredible um his gp stuff is is second to none yeah directing stuff as far as from in terms of camp classic horror stuff that we look at like the hammer stuff and like you said the tells from the crypt stuff it's it's top tier He's yeah. top, period. So, this movie popped in out of nowhere, um, and the thing is, as I rem- as I was reading about this one, apparently a lot of people called this a as compared this as a ripoff to Roman Polanski's The Fearless Vampire Killers. Okay, which kind of makes me already know the kind of tone to expect then for this. Uh, I will say I watched the trailer prior to recording this, and you you, you hit it on the head when you said Austin Powers <laughs> is Dracula. I mean, dear God, I, this thing looks absolutely bonkers. It really does. Well, I mean, the cast is no slouch either. No, I mean, you got Freddie Main in it. And and if you don't know who Freddie Main is, Freddie Main was has been in everything. Uh, he, he's Dracula in this, but he was also in the before mentioned uh, Fearless Vampire Killers. He yep. was in Polanski's Pirates with uh, old Walter Matthau, which yep. is weird. And we should do that movie. That movie That's is a weird. weird one. Shit. Yeah. Uh, he was in he was in Conan. You know, he's one of those guys that's just been around forever acting in everything. Um, you know, it's he's he was in the howling. He's a he's another one of these guys that's just been floating around in the horror scene, um, kind of hammer adjacent for a really long time. Like it, the cast is I want to know how this is one of those movies that I would love to get some backstory on how it was made. You know, is this a, is this that's a the sad part of this, is there really isn't too much backstory out there. Right. about how This one got made. Right. Like maybe they'll be, hey, we're talking about it, which means two months from now, there's going to be five documentaries. They're going to release it uh, in in 4K in a steel book from Shout Factory. Um, You know, uh, Ferdy Main is going to rise from the grave and knock on my door and want to have coffee with me. I don't know how it works on this show, but that's what happens. Hey, you know what? It happened with Premutos, so who knows? It It'll probably happen with the Vampire Happening. It has. It's happened with so many of the movies that we've done. Premutos is the one I never expected to get a 4K restoration with a director's cut release on home video uh, on, on Blu-ray. I so. still stand by the fact that the, the question I have is they cut that movie in the first place. <laughs> At some point, something was cut out of whatever we saw because I still don't believe that's accurate. <laughs> no, I'm excited for this. This falls right into the wheelhouse that I absolutely love, which is 
you know, late late 60s, early 70s. I'm I'm a huge fan of of, of anything horror or Hammer related. Um, I love like the swinging 60s kind of era of uh, especially of horror movies. Like mm-hmm. those those make me so happy. Like disco horror makes me so happy. Go go horror makes me so happy. And when I saw this, I was like, "There's no way we're not doing this movie." Like we, I, one of our favorite movies. We watched sight unseen based on the director alone, and we absolutely love it and can't stop talking about it. That's twice dead. Yeah. Let's go for it again. Let's take it. Let's take another at bat at a movie we have never heard of before. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm looking at like all the different posters that are available for this, oh. and I think my favorite one is the one for when this. Apparently, this movie, is, I guess maybe it's public domain or something because it was released by Good Time Home Video, yeah. which, which uh, usually indicates something about <laughs> about the availability of the film. And it's like a horrible photoshopping. <laughs> of, and, 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 and uh, I'm going to have to post this photo, actually, on the Facebook page and also on the Twitter feed so you all can see this. Because, good God, in, in the poster for the vampire happening, they tried making the M look like a bat. But when you read it, it looks like it says the vampire happening. Uh, yeah, I see that. I see it. It's great. And then I want to know like what's these- going on with this other one. The one that looks like uh, Tawny Katane's in it, and yes. Hopper from uh, from Stranger Things. Yes. What's what's up with that one? You need to post uh, that one too, because yes, these posters are just bizarre. They're so bizarre, what? and that poster has nothing to do with the movie. Because uh, first of no. all, that, look, that poster looks like a Skinamax movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I, it does. It looks like it looks like silk stockings meets uh meets uh what was it Forever Forever Night? Was that the one with the, oh, the Canadian Forever Night. Show? Oh my god, Forever Night. Yes. <laughs> I love that show, man. I the love that show. Rick so Springfield much. did the the pilot movie and decided not to come back for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do the Forever Night pilot at some point. I'm sure we can find it. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the television show I think is available to to, to stream on um, on Tubi, which is where we're going to be watching this because it is on Tubi as well. Yeah, yeah. I need to say we need to say this before we go in here and, and start this uh, episode is almost every streaming service, and this is another reason I think it's public domain, because almost every streaming service has a version of this movie. And I think they're all different. (laughs) The one on Tubi is in English, right? Yes, the one in Tubi is in English, and I did find a copy of it on YouTube in English as well, just in case. But yes, the one one on Tubi is indeed in English. Um... God, yeah, I'm just looking at these posters, and good God almighty. And even just the photos. Like, there's this one um, <laughs> where it's these four blonde vampires in scantily clad coats, which, which basically look like if, like, the Lennon sisters from the Lawrence Welk show have a lingerie party at night. I had the best way to describe this. Photo. It's the Lennon sisters on Paul Lynn's Halloween special. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Are you ready to watch this? I want to look at one more thing, because I, I noticed that Thomas Hunter was in this. And uh, Thomas Hunter is somebody that I absolutely love. 
because he was in uh, X321 or X312 Flight to Hell. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Vampire he in the Hell. Final Countdown also? He was in the Final Countdown, I, I yeah. believe, as well. He was also in uh, a bunch of episodes like Gunsmoke and, uh, and Death Walk and Laredo. He's a he's a Western actor that went on to be in some weird horror stuff, and that's fantastic. He, and he looks the part. God, this is going to be so good. I cannot <laughs> wait for this shit, man. Bring it. Bring it to me now, please. <laughs> All right. Well, it's our happening, and and we're here for it. So let's dive right on in to the vampire happening. I want to do a weird baby. Austin Powers. Like a, I want to do like a, a – is there like a Bela Lugosi Austin Powers impression? Is Chris <laughs> there? Can he do one for me? I need a – yeah, baby. I can't do it. I'm not capable of doing an Austin Powers impression. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. In the deepest part of Transylvania, after the sun is down, the vampires rise from their graves. The living dead from near and far gather for the social event of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present our guest of honor, Count Dracula. The fun begins when an American actress inherits a castle and the title of Baroness. We shall prepare the royal suite. Strange rites are still part of the daily life, and the family vault has nothing to do with money. What a quaint custom, burying the pets with their owners. This film has something going for everyone. Whether it be reality or just a dream, weird things are destined to happen. The vampires rise from their tombs in order to suck the blood of the living. Victims of the vampires slowly add up. Maybe you are some sort of vampire. I'd like to have plain sex for now. You've got a hex on me, darling. You've got something on me. The champ of vamps, vampires that is, returns to find that nothing has really changed in the last hundred years or so. Men are men, and women are women. Who would dare alter this wonderful arrangement? Even for dessert? Wait a minute. She... Betty was different last night. All of a sudden, when she was... She was... Human sex. What do you say about that? Well, it's a hell of a lot better than blood sucking. In the movies, I'm known as Betty Williams. But my real name is Elizabeth von Rabenstein. device is used trying to stop the attack of the vampires. The living are constant prey of the living dead. No one is safe from their bites. Watch as their blood bank builds. See anything you might like? Rosemary's baby's blood. The vampire ranks grow in vampire happening. Stop! Stop the music! 
Everybody, the sun is coming up! Walk, run, or fly to join the fun and games. Now let's, uh, let's talk about it tomorrow, okay? Everything goes in this spooky spoof. It's a case of kiss, kiss, and you're dead. Don't miss this spectacular film in living color. Coming to this theater soon. Oh, and we are back. <laughs> oh, God. Love it. How you doing, Roy? Oh, my God. I got so many questions. Um, Chris, producer Chris gave up on the movies. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like, no, that's not how vampires work. No, wait, this, what, what, what? He kept saying what so many times. Yeah, and yeah, Lacey did the same thing. Both of them were just like, what the fuck is happening right now? I don't understand. The part where he gave up was when the the manservant who was like Joseph, the, the, yeah, Joseph the manservant. Joseph the manservant was carrying off the corpse of the monk in a tractor, mm-hmm. and. It was at that point he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> I don't – something we don't talk a lot about on this show is geography. Um, and uh, much in the same way that Twice Dead blew my mind with time, this movie blows my mind with geography. Yeah. Like uh, they have the castle. Where is the monastery? It has to be close like, – like next door. I was going to say, I think it's on the same grounds because she's yeah. looking out her window and she's like – Oh, what's that? And she sees a monastery, and the first thing she thinks of is, let me show them my tits. I Here's my thing, and I'm going to say this up top. This show has been lacking something. Being tits? A cult, to hear me out. Being a cult movie uh, podcast, right? Being who we are. it is. We've done this for like three years now. Mm-hmm. And while there has been a smattering of, 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 of nudity, Throughout our throughout our uh, ongoing torture session that this is, and we'll talk about torture a little later too. Um, <laughs> gratuitous nudity has not been something we have addressed in three years, and I'm glad that we finally get to uh, tackle this uh, very important issue of just gratuitous <laughs> nudity. Yeah, because I was going to say this movie definitely made up for it. Because the first I, thing never... Lacey did was pull it up on IMDb, and it said nudity moderate. And she just held it up to me about halfway through the movie. It was like, not true. <laughs> not true. No, this was this was the Howling 2 level of nudity <laughs> in this movie. Return of the Living Dead, um, but uh, made in 1967. And yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's like I, it's like I texted you at one point. And I was like, this is written by Benny Hill, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, for sure. They kept... My favorite, my favorite thing they did with nudity in the whole movie is they kept pulling up on really tight shots of this giant "quote unquote" painting of <laughs> of this vampire, and it was just shots of her tits. Yeah. Just, just like a widescreen. If it was an IMAX, you would just have that. It was just, <laughs> just over and over for an uncomfortable amount of time. And then we also had uh, Jello tits. We had Jello tits. We had just. A variety, a varietal, a veritable cornucopia of, of tits in this movie. Thank yeah. you, thank you for the, the for the for letting us in this in this show finally have <laughs> a level of nudity that I feel like is commiserate to the work that we do. 
just so much. So well, it's like, much. It, it's like you said. Um, uh, it, it, you texted me at one point that this, all this movie is missing is a sound. It's true. It's true. The wolf with the tux on and his heart beating out of his chest and the awooga noise was all that this film is missing. Well, especially, no. which, especially when the actress is showing her tits off to the monk and he's like, oh, and then, you know, he's being so distracted and then he goes running off into the forest and starts, you know, fantasizing Whoa. about fucking the forest. Yeah, he's, he's molesting a statue. The tree has a vagina. It's all oh, there, the, baby. It is all one, there. Don't forget the one tree with the tree dick going into the tree yes, vagina. Because that's how forests work. <laughs> Just dangling right above it, you know. So good. Yeah, but the, so geography-wise, there's a scene where she's showing her tits to the monks. Right? Then there's mm-hmm. a scene where the um the bishop or whoever he was was looking out the window and looking at more tits. But where was he at? Was he in her castle? Because he was looking across know. the way into yeah. the same rooms that we could see. Yeah, because I because I mean we not only had, you know, the the castle and the monastery, but then it was the all girls school that he was <laughs> looking into. And, you know, we had, you know, the the two Benny Hill girls like being all jiggle festy and, yeah, show, and, and you know showing well, showing the showing him their tits when you and have yeah. Ralph Arbissina as your uh, <laughs> as your school marm that oh, turns out to be a, that turns out to be a lesbian yes oh by the way oh did they was this a uh, was this like a side cool or a cross um like a, a, does this share the same universe as gay deceivers <laughs> because there was one character in it that could have just easily <laughs> made that jump Oh my god! Why did he keep appearing? You mean the the the, the gay, the gay flight, flight attendant guy, the 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 pilot? Because he was there at the beginning. Don't do that, bitch. Don't do that. Like, what was that guy? I was like, Roy's probably just spitting Fresca across the room right now. But <laughs> this dude, I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, because he just kept popping up all over the place just for no reason. Yeah, he was an American flight attendant. Yeah, why was he in Transylvania? Why was yeah? Rest of the movie, which takes place in an unaddressed amount of time. You know how I am about time. I don't know how long because at one point she has a steady boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That guy I loved, by the way. What was what was his name? The guy that worked at the school. Oh, I can't remember his name, but... Yeah, but like he had been around. It seemed like they had developed a pretty steady relationship. Yeah, they did. They stood, and 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 we and and we know as we found out at the the ending of the movie because suddenly we get Oh Christmas Tree playing. What that? Is that? <laughs> and, and we see the Christmas tree in the airport. That you know they at least arrived at Christmas time at one point in this movie. <laughs> So this movie is one. So just so everybody knows, this movie is one Haley Mills away from the dirtiest Sister Trap movie you've ever seen. Oh God, yes, it really is. I was just like going, "What is this Parent Trap shit going on with the mistaken identities and everything?" The, this, the only this, this yeah. movie is what you get when you have Benny Hill direct a Stephanie Meyer's written script. <laughs> this is this is Benny Hill stumbles onto the set of a Hammer horror movie. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. drunkenly stumbles onto the set and is like, I can make this movie. Uh, 
Yeah, no. Austin Powers writes vampire fanfic. That's yeah, I mean, it it, it, for for everybody listening, it is a mistaken identity vampire movie with gratuitous nudity that makes and, no sense and horrible fangs. Oh, the fang! He takes the fangs out of a possum skull and then uses yes. them to fool vampires. And apparently, well, it works because if you look at all the other vampires, that's what it looks like they did too. Right. Was that they took the fangs out of possum skulls and shoved them in their face? In fact, I remember I had to back up and watch this because I was cracking up. We're passing by one of the female vampires, and she suddenly realizes her fangs are falling out of her mouth, so she shoves <laughs> them back in her mouth. <laughs> I left after 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, Chris, I wish you would have stuck around to see Dracula. Yeah, you needed to at least see Dracula's arrival via helico- helicopter. With Adam it. West with, with with Adam West-esque, Batman-esque uh, henchman in tow. Yeah, and the and the, as you called it, the go- the Groovy Ghoulies logo that was painted on the side of the uh, the, <laughs> the vampire helicopter. I didn't know Dracula had a helicopter. I mean, that's news to me. Thanks, I it. it says Dracula on the side. Yes. I'd fly that's, that that's, 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 you know, definitely incognito. I don't even know where to start with this movie. Like, I'm trying to, like, like that's basically what it is. It's a mistaken identity vampire movie. The, the star of our movie is a Hollywood starlet who goes to Transylvania because she inherited a house, I guess. They never really address that. Um, no, she inherits some sort of castle, and they even call her the Baroness. And... It so happens that her great-great-grandmother is a vampire, which I have so many questions about already. Looks exactly um, like Exactly like her. Yeah, and um, wacky hilarity ensues with mistaken identity with the manservant thinking that, you know, the vampire's back alive and is doing everything he can to destroy the vampire, and it ain't working, and... Meanwhile, the vampires running around, um, creating more vampires, creating a, a horny monk vampire, and then we get this party to celebrate Dracula's birthday, where his present is uh, four naked blonde women, and we have, like, Herman, Herman Hermits, apparently, has become vampires, because they're performing at this party, and... I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Lacey was like, oh, vampire orgy. I'm like, I really don't think that's what this is. I, there's not a lot of sex happening. It's just a lot of half naked people talking. Like, it's like the worst uh, eyes wide shut party I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Joseph, the caretaker, um, definitely has some Shutter Island moments in this movie. Um <laughs> But, but yes, he just keeps getting freaked out because he thinks the vampire's back to life because it's the uh, the countess, the younger countess that's running around in a with, with just um, an uncomfortable amount of like wigs. Yeah. In this place got, for some reason. Yeah, and that's where the confusion came uh, in in the very beginning was because. You know, here she is roaming around in the daytime with her great-great-grandmother's hair. And I'm like, wait, is she a day walker? What the, what the hell's going on? And it turns out, oh, it's one of her many wigs. Of course, being an actress in Hollywood, when she goes off to collect her inheritance, she's going to take all her fucking wigs. 
Well, and the other part is you're not necessarily wrong about the rules of vampirism in this movie because they don't make any sense. Like, it's it's just like, what is going on in this? It, like, there are no rules. Like, the, the, I yeah, don't like, understand like this Dracula movie. And, Dracula and, and the female vampire, the great-great-grandmother, they survive the sunlight rising, but everyone else does not. It's like, right. I'm like, like, okay, wait a minute. So, so it's selective when right. it comes to this party, that, to this power, that... These two characters, Dracula and our main our main vampire, will live, but everyone else, fuck them. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't understand this movie. And then also, um, I do want to I do want to touch on uh, the boyfriend who I really enjoyed in this film, um, because he takes it upon himself to save them from the vampire uh, the, the vampire party. Because she just wants to go to a party, apparently. She doesn't know it's a vampire party. Is that correct? She just knows she got invited to a party. She, I, I think I mean, the whole entire time she was just in disbelief that vampires were real. But, the, but when she arrived at the party, she suddenly realized, oh, shit, they're real. And so, so this but whole did, entire time she's in denial about it until then. But didn't really care. Yeah, yeah. she's in denial about vampires being real. Let me tell you something about the basement of this castle. Oh my god. This basement <clears throat> of this castle is ridiculous. I mean, it's like it's like it's like it makes me wonder if her great-great-grandfather was the Marquis de Sade. Right. <laughs> right. There's a and, and and there's fantasy sequences with each of these devices. One of them starring our, our friend the flight attendant um one Don't of them just do that that was the thumb screws right yes that was the thumb screws and then one of them starring um just a naked woman and then one of them i believe was also a naked woman just hanging mm-hmm. upside down yeah there was the naked woman hanging upside down and then there was the other naked woman being uh stretched on the torture rack right and then there's just a bunch of caskets down there mm-hmm. yeah just just in the open just a bunch and, of caskets. And, and, and what's her first response when she sees the caskets? I want to open the caskets. <laughs> <laughs> open them. I want to see my relatives. What? That place would sm- – if those were just dead bodies in caskets, you would not be able to go down there. Like, what are you doing? Oh, man, this movie is so – it's so good. My favorite – I enjoyed this movie thoroughly, Roy. I, I know I told you that. And it just because it's so I I want to think back, let's see. So that movie now is what, 60 years old or plus? Yeah, uh, well, it came out in 1971, so yeah, 50, 50 years 50 old. years old. 50 years from now. I want to talk to I want to sit down with somebody. I hope that there's an I hope that this podcast lasts that long and somebody else takes up the mantle for us. And decides that they want to do uh, do the same thing that we're doing, because I want them to do an Eric and Andre or an Eric Andre sketch and talk about what it is, because that's it feels like I'm watching. That's what I'm watching is an encapsulated moment in time with the humor that was good then that I I don't necessarily get, but I still enjoy because it was I liked it. I didn't think it was funny. I think there maybe was one part that I laughed at, but I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it, it didn't crack me up, but I mean, this definitely embodies the spirit of why we do this show. Yes. 
Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't even know about this film's existence until you brought it to my attention. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there the whole time thinking to myself, this is directed by the same man who directed the Tales from the Crypt movie from 1970s. And it honestly didn't seem like it was directed by the same man who directed the Tales from the Crypt movie from the 70s. In fact, I was actually waiting for Joan Collins to pop out of nowhere. I was like, well, we've seen everyone else's tits. Why not Joan Why Collins? Not? Why not? Why not have uh, – oh, what's her name from uh, from the other movie we watched? Uh, uh, the one that was in L.A. with uh, – oh, God, why can't I think of her name? The, the one where she played the mom, Ch- Carol Channing. <laughs> why not have Carol Channing pop up and just flash her tits while we're here? Um <laughs> The one I will say this, and I mentioned this to you in a text. My one of my favorite things about this entire film was the weird Transylvania radio station. Oh my god, yeah, with uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Yes, and uh, the Peter Lorre <laughs> character advertising blood sausage made from real blood. Real yeah. blood. <laughs> <laughs> that I enjoyed. Without without caveat, not ironically, I just enjoyed that. Like, give me that. I want that all the time. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I that was like Rankin Bass Halloween special level. Like, like that. Like the, the 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 Transylvania radio seemed like it was a deleted segment from Mad Monster Party because well, uh, it really belonged like, in something like that. If you pulled if you pulled all the nudity out, it felt like that. Mm-hmm. It, the whole movie, if it was just what it was, the whole movie felt like that. But then every five minutes you just had tits mm-hmm. somebody's tits were gonna be out you just yeah. knew that was gonna happen i don't know what do you think roy i i recommend <laughs> for people to at least watch this thing I to understand that it exists i do too i do too this is a this is an adult halloween party movie oh yeah definitely it definitely is this is i i would recommend getting maybe a little drunk or a little stoned before uh-huh. watching it yeah because it may it may enhance the, uh, the 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 debauchery that's going on in this film. Maybe it'll make a little more sense. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, this 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 is a film. It's, it is a film that exists. You can watch it on a lot of different space in spaces. Now, I did find out that it was brought to the United States first in Texas. Oh, of course, it was. Yeah, in like 72 or 75, I think, in Texas. That's the first time it was shown in the United States. So, hey, there you go. Of course there it was in go. Texas. Of course. Why Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. There are so many scenes that don't make any sense in this film that are just there to be gratuitous. Like, uh, like the – like the dream that she had about the party that then ended up with um, – Oh, where she's talking with the man's voice? Where she's talking with the man's voice and jello tits are there. And then um, and then she wakes up from her dream and uh, Jacob is bringing her jello tits? Yes. Why? <laughs> well, it looked like she, he's bringing her the jello tits and then he uncovers it and it's like, oh, the, uh, he brought her a salt and pepper shaker. Oh, okay, okay. Because it was the same covering. It was the it same, was the same covering. Yeah, that, that's what I thought, too. It's like, oh, my God, is he bringing her the jello tits? And no. <laughs> I want that painting, though. Oh, you mean the photo that had, yes. the, egg, that had the egg white pasted over it to look like a painting? Yes. God. Yes. I, I want it. 
I, was I want it. Up. I was like, oh, the painting. Yeah. I want it, and I want to get a webcam and just pull a real tight shot of the tits and just leave it up all the time so I can just cut to cut to those tits just like the movie did every 20 minutes. Oh, and let's not forget the obsession that the Hollywood actors had with wanting to install a bathtub and a jacuzzi. <laughs> right. And what floor were they on? I don't know. Were I don't know. they into the floor to put a bathtub in? Because <laughs> it yeah, didn't seem like it was the basement where the torture chamber was. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Now, I, I, I don't know what floor any of this movie took place on. Because I, it's like when she's going into the master bedroom, the master bedroom looks like the entrance to the dungeon. But it's not. It's the master bedroom. And then when she is bathing in that thing that's supposed to be a bathtub. The, the Witcher bathtub? Yes. And it looks like it's in the basement, but it's not. I mean, and there are stairs because they have to go up the stairs every time Jacob. There's a there's an actual pretty good scene. Here's the thing about Jacob. It's it, Jacob takes that character to like 13, mm-hmm. but it's not a bad character. It's not a bad character to be playing. He had, bad, he had bad teeth, but yeah, not a bad character. Yeah, but he takes that role and ramps it to a 13, like the scene where uh, the vampire comes in. And then the door knocks again, and it's the Countess, you know. But in that scene, you see a staircase up, and they go upstairs. Mm-hmm. I would think that the bedrooms are up there. How it's are you putting the, a – I don't it's, understand. It's, it's the Winchester Mystery Castle. It really? <laughs> it's, it's the – listen, it's as if the Winchester Mistress had an obsession with tits <laughs> and not building walls of <laughs> nowhere. And that's what you would get in this movie. What oh, self-respecting God. monastery builds on the same ground as Tit Castle? That's what I yeah. want to know. Yeah, you got a monastery and an all-girls religious school and a cemetery all on the same grounds. If it seems like we can't make sense of this movie to explain it appropriately, it's because we can't. We can't. And you yeah. won't be able to either. So, this tally-ho. Is, yeah, and this is avail- it's available on Amazon Prime. It's available on Tubi. It's available on Everything. YouTube in many it different must formats. Have gone, it must have gone um, free rights yeah. this year. Because I had never heard of it before, and now it's on everything. It's everywhere, yeah. So I have a feeling, because it's everywhere, it might pick up a follow. Or like you mentioned in part one, it'll get a 4K restoration on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's going which... to, because we already said we were talking about it, and it's horrible. So it's going to get a Shout Factory 4K restoration steelbook <laughs> with a director's cut, two different endings, and an audio commentary by the one person left alive that made this movie. Because <laughs> if it could happen to Premutos, it could happen to this one. If it could happen so. to Premutos, it could happen to literally anything. There's going to be a, a four-hour uh, Snyder cut of riding the bus with my sister next year. <laughs> it, it's it, yet yeah, two extra hours of Rosie O'Donnell talking about getting a toilet seat. <laughs> it's good. There's good. They're going to do a director's commentary with the wig master from this film. <laughs> yeah, because I love because uh, it's like when they were talking when it's obvious that they're putting on the wigs. And when she puts on the blonde wig to look like the Baroness, the the actress, I'm like going, wow, that's an excellent lace front on that. that this is where the gay man came out of me because I'm going, <laughs> this is an excellent gay 
lacy. This is a, a the, the lacing on this is amazing because I don't see it. Oh, that's because it's her natural hair. Yeah, it's her yeah. hair. It's not. And then, <laughs> it's not so big. And then when she cuts to the quote unquote natural hair for the vampire, I'm like going, which oh. party city did you buy that right. wig at? <laughs> Right. Oh, oh, you must have bought this in late August when Spirit Halloween's opened up around the country. <laughs> you must have bought this entire film at Spirit Halloween. But I gotta say, it takes a lot of effort to have a cheap wig like that look like it's greasy, unwashed hair. Because every time she was wearing that black wig, I was thinking, don't they have shampoo in Transylvania? Because you need to wash that hair, girl. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh shit. It's good. It's good. I loved it. I, I absolutely I absolutely love this movie. I can't help it. It's just a product of its time and I'm so glad we found it. It's another one. It's definitely not in like my top ten. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 up there with just weird shit that we've watched. <laughs> so I'm I'm into it, man. I'm into I think everybody should give it a shot. Yeah, you have to definitely check this thing out to believe it. So um, so we have a bit of a change up that's going on uh, with this month. So uh, this this episode usually is the second episode that comes out in a month, but this will be the first episode that comes out this month. We were going to be discussing uh, Transformers, the movie with uh, the host of the super the super cool nerd show, uh, Jason. But our schedules are just all over the place, so we've decided to push that episode back to October. So we're doing triple duty for the month of October. But I want to do this episode because, one, I want to get Jason on the show. And, and two, I think we've earned the treat of talking about Transformers, the animated movie. So in its place, our next episode is going to be the 1972 animated movie The Journey Back to Oz. Um, which we will go into full detail about when you get to that episode. If you, if you if you don't know about this movie, Google it, please, please, please Google this thing, and just be slack jawed at the fact that this thing exists in in the world. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what my choice for the month of October is yet to you, Mr. Farmer. We're going to do that in the Journey Back to Oz episode. However, for about a good month and a half now. <laughs> There has been this random package from Amazon waiting for me that you sent with the note, do not open until I tell you to. Do do I finally get to open this thing? You do. You do. I am so glad that you get to open this movie now and see what is inside of it. So so this is your pick for for the other film we're doing in October. It is. All right. It is. Is Paul Lynn involved with this one, no, too? No, no. This is a more recent movie. Okay. All right. Reaching in, pulling out, and it is... <laughs> Reeker? Yes, sir. <laughs> one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I've never I can heard of this wait thing. for this. Reeker, spelled R-E-E-K-E-R. The tagline here says, Between Light and Dark, Night and Day, Living and Dead. Oh, it's the unrated widescreen edition. Okay. Yeah, buddy. It's better than the one I burn a hole in when I burn it from LimeWire. (laughs) 
Um, I don't recognize anyone in this cast. Oh, I'm, sorry. Eric, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside is in it. Eric Mavius is in it. Otherwise yes, known as Eric the Crow, Mavius. I believe, Salvation. Um, Derek Richardson is in it, who you will recognize. It is a... Uh, how do I oh, describe this, made, this? This was made for Showtime, I see. Yes, yes. And there are two sequels. Uh, uh, well, I should say a prequel and a sequel. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to give it away at all. Um, but it is endemic of a genre of movies that came out around the same time, such as uh, Rest Stop, um, Dead End, uh it is a it is a t- early 2000s road horror movie. Oh yeah, those um, were huge during them. Yeah. But this one has the weirdest twist that I have ever seen in a horror movie and I just could not get enough of it. So so so, so it's like it's so it's like up there is it kind of like up there with like vacancy and rest stop and It is, but that is just the the surface. Okay. That is the that is the genre, right? I that's what I'm going to call that. The, the early to mid 2000s get stuck somewhere. Okay. Movie, you know, for, and, and, and horror hijinks ensue type of movie. Um, so is it going to, is there going to be a character in there like in Joyride where the, the person's going to call out one candy cane? I wish, but no. <laughs> That's the only thing that could make this film better. And I can't tell you anything else about it because it would ruin it, but I am just understand. That I am so excited not only to watch this film again as you know as it's been probably 15 years or, or 10 years since I've seen it last, but also to expose you to this thing. Oh joy! <laughs> Eric Mavius is in this movie. <laughs> oh my lord! Marcia Strassman is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know who that is, right? Marcia Strasser, the name sounds familiar. You've seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. You you know the mom from Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Oh my god, no way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and Honey I Shrunk the Audience and Honey I Blew Up the Kids. She was Diane. Mm-hmm. She was also in Welcome Back, Cotter. Yep. Her, her her whole entire purpose in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies was just to look at Rick Moranis and go, what? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. She this is she was in the Paul Lindes show, by the way. She is uh, she lends a lot of credence to this movie. If, if you if if you can't get there with Michael Ironside, you're going to get there with Marcia Strassman. Um, it has a good cast, man. I didn't even realize how good the cast was until I started looking at it. It's got uh, David Hattinger in it, who is still working in like stuff like Parks and Rec and Mixed-ish. And, you know, like this is, whoo, yeah, I'm into this, baby. Let's do it. Watch it right now. Watch it right now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all I got to say is you're not ready for my choice for October, but you got to wait until we make it through the journey back to Oz. Well, let's, find let's out. do that because I'm ready for some spooky spooks. Uh, <laughs> Vampire <laughs> Happening started the engine, primed it, primed the pump, but now I'm ready for it, baby. I just watched Jennifer's body again. Holds up. 
all I'm going to say. Oh, Hold yeah. Up. Jennifer's Body is such an underrated movie. Should... It really is. I mean, it's I the film got unfairly treated when it came out. I, I'm, I'm glad that it's finally finding its audience and finally getting the, the love and recognition that it deserves. My low shoulder shirt's on the way, by the way. <laughs> Adam Brody is a god. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I, let's let's. Let's wrap this thing up so we can get to watching the Reacher, the Reaker. I'm into it. Jack Reacher, the Reaker. It might, it might as well be a Jack Reacher novel. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, you can um, watch this movie practically anywhere on the internet now. Uh, yeah, check this thing out. You got to see I, it to believe it. I also want to say this about the Reaker. You can watch it nowhere. Oh. I think we bought the last two copies on Amazon. <laughs> oh, my God. It kind of sounds like Journey Back to Oz. I'll, I'll get into that um, when we when 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 you uh, when you listen to that episode. So all right, all righty. Talk to you guys later, and we will see you soon as we take a journey back to Oz. Uh, thanks for listening. There's a sunshine, tears and rain. Precious memories of years go by. 